Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Discussion 5, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network is growing, and we want to make sure that you're aware of everything going on. So let's give you the rundown of the schedule every week, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every single Monday, that's all 31 NHL shows coming at you. One show for every NHL team on Tuesdays. We've got Tales with TR, which also runs on Thursdays. Uh, we've also got Hockey to Heroin coming to you. The Road to Recovery, hosted by Brady Leavold, every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, the Fourth Line Voice, coming to you every Wednesday and Sunday. The Ice Analytics Podcast, coming to you every Friday. And the House of Hockey Podcast, every Tuesday, hosted by Breezy and Ray Ray. If you want to see more, go to the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or at hockeypodnet to check out more. and welcome to episode 59 of the Discussion 5. We are the Brothers of Discussion, brought to you by our little company called the Brothers of Discussion and the Hockey Podcast Network that you heard so much about. Uh, But for the Brothers of Discussion, please go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to check out everything for the Discussion 5 and the Brothers of Discussion podcast, which is all about pro wrestling. Uh, You can find the Discussion 5 at HockeyPodNet, you can find myself at ClinkMet on Twitter, and you can find my brother at Michael underscore Clink. As the Brothers of Discussion go, we are at uh, BOD Podcast on Twitter, we are the Brothers underscore of underscore Discussion on Instagram, you could be watching right now on IGTV, and we thank you so much. Uh, Please, if you have a second, share this to your story, share it to your page, uh, share it to your uh, Instagram, we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, we're also now on YouTube, and you could be watching this right now on YouTube. Please subscribe down at the bottom there. I think when I put this out, I'm on the right-hand side. So, yeah, click down, wait, click down there to the uh, subscribe. Uh, Hopefully this doesn't flip. (laughs) But uh, today's episode, um, well, we already did our, uh, you you heard everything about the Hockey Podcast Network, but make sure you go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com to check everything out. They've got all those awesome shows, and like I talked about in the uh, the pre-roll, uh, you've got the hockey, uh, the House of Hockey podcast. Uh, you've got Ice Analytics, uh, the Fourth Line Voice, uh, something Mike. I hope we get involved in. Uh, it looks like almost the entire Hockey Podcast Network got together and did a, a live show over the weekend. Uh, one of the shows not there because we weren't looking at Slack at uh, like eleven at night was uh, was uh, your boys, the Discussion Five, and. Uh, I like to think that we bring an extra level of joy and uh, comedic um, <laughs> point of view. And um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh, all of our um, uh, conspiracies. Oh. Yes, NHL conspiracies. Um, speaking of <laughs> uh, the <laughs> so NHL and... Yeah, we I bring up uh, the NHL Canadian conspiracies to make sure the Canadians... The Detroit Red Wings getting that top pick this year, huh? Yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to be... You know what, guys? Let's do the old rules just for this year. Come on. Yeah. Hey, I'll I'll take it. Let's help Iserman out. Yeah. Like, if you look at the last few drafts, we we lose that space. We we fall down. Um, And there's teams... because nobody likes Ken Holland, man. Yeah, and everybody loves Steve Eiserman. That's that's probably true. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody is loving right now, Mike. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, you're loving the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, coming out this week uh, with the announcement. And I, I kind of want to do this for two reasons. One, if you haven't seen it yet and you are a Red Wings season ticket holder, here's this information. Um, and number two, to kind of like high five the Red Wings. Like, good for you guys uh, putting this all together. So, all fans have the opportunity to receive a refund for missed March and April games. Good job, Wings. Hopefully nobody put down any money for playoff tickets this year. Uh, I remember even last year, that was a thing, was that you could still, like, they still did, like, a playoff drive uh, because I, I get involved in all the season ticket holder um, malarkey. Wow, I got I got optimistic, huh? Yeah, right. You could put down money and uh, you could say... I, I, if we make it to the playoffs, I want tickets, but if we don't make it, it goes to next season. So, uh, so but, I, know, uh, I know operations and like factoring the salary cap is dependent on people planning for the future. That's why they push that so much. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean like day of, it's great that we got you in the stadium, but we want to keep planning ahead and have, know that we have that money in the future. It's a little bit like an investment. So they're investing in the fan so that they know that they have money coming, but God damn, this year's playoffs. Come on, man. But they said that, you know, Hey, put money down for 2025 playoffs, man. We're going to be wheeled and dealed in five years. So if you just stay alive, all right. Put your money down. We're going to be here for you, right? Lafreniere is going to be just about to hit his prime. Damn, yeah. Hockey town. Hockey town. No? Well, this is, this is where it starts to take a turn, though, uh, is that you can you can put down uh, or take, take the money that you were supposed to be refunded yeah. and put it to next season, and you get a 30% bonus credit. So you can just let the Red Wings, you're like, I don't want to deal with the mail. I don't want to worry about a direct deposit back to my credit card or my bank account. That's Detroit hard. Red Wings, you There's hang no on to that I can money. keep giving the Red Wings my money? <laughs> All I'm supposed to get all my Halloween stuff like. if I don't get my money back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do Robinson like that they're doing... Well, go ahead. <laughs> you get a you get a 30% bonus credit. So that's that's pretty nice. Oh. Um and then uh single game purchasers, you just got to go to Ticketmaster. You are fucked. Um so gotta, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I got to say it's kind of a weird like patting themselves on the back like what was the other option? You just Hey, it's not our fault there's COVID. You gave us money. You you missed the game. You didn't show up. Like yeah, yeah I I hope there's a refund of some sort. I, <laughs> What kind of announcement is this? Well, it's it's at least getting things moving in the right direction. Like, uh, I, I we always play that game on the on our pro wrestling show where I say, "Is this better than the alternative? You know, are we taking this... at least a step in the right direction?" And usually, what's funny is we play that game with things that are like culturally relevant. Like we're saying, yeah. should they be doing wrestling in Saudi? Uh, should women have a more prominent face? And then for the Detroit Red Wings, it's, well, they're hanging on to these people's money and it's not being used for anything. So maybe it should go back. All right, listen. I know, but why does it sound like we're run by Mr. Krebs? All right, one free glass of water. Like, <laughs> wait, I had a four pack of family. 
like tickets. I had food I was going to order. You know, I was get. I had my parking pass purchased. All right, all right. Two glasses of water. <laughs> like, come on, Mr. Krabs. Wait, come on. How many napkins will it take to get you off my porch? <laughs> <laughs> also, for not practicing Mr. Krabs impressions, I'm going to give those a couple of B pluses. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Matt, there's, uh, I can't believe what you just said is news. Like it should have just been in well, the fine print, but that's how, <laughs> that's how a little new, like we finally run out of news because, uh, we probably talked the NHL draft like two weeks too early because as we are to, we're sitting here today, by the time this episode airs, we could have an announcement this Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, but there's been no movement on the draft announcements there's just rumors uh one of the other things that, uh, that's happened is former detroit red wing luke robitaille uh made uh, i guess he he's sort of like leaking information so at in his oh. role uh with the la kings he's sort of saying like here's what we've been talking about in these meetings where they say don't tell anybody what's going on but luke robitaille basically said yeah it looks like we're just going to skip the the playoffs and, or uh, skip the regular season and go right into the yeah. playoffs so we, we talked about that last week, but it, it just kind of, that was the news in the NHL this this week, or at least most recently in the last couple of days, is Luke Robitaille saying, uh, out of turn, uh, I'm going to say very accurately out of turn, because he's I, uh, the only guy saying it, uh, so I'm pretty sure he's not supposed to say it, but his, uh, his confirmation and talking out of turn pretty much says... Uh, that's what's that's what's gonna happen, and and uh, you know what what we've also seen in the last couple of weeks with all of these rumors of us jumping right into the playoffs. Along with that are like start dates, uh, this twenty four teams that are going in, which we don't know all the details on how those twenty four teams are gonna work things out and get it down to sixteen. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, when you when you get those kind of details, you know that there's been like they're closer to making the move into doing it uh compared to not, you know as compared to not doing it and then of course mixed in with all of this is the red wings going here's all your money back <laughs> uh for for these games which is pretty much making it official i feel like like yeah. if these regular season games were still going to be played and there was you know they haven't made an official announcement yet on people coming to the games or not and now now it just kind of seems like these games are going to be canceled so the red wings uh, in another sense, just like Luca Robitaille talking at a turn, the Red Wings are sort of confirming that yes, the NHL has made you know the conversation has happened that this regular season isn't happening, and there's no point in holding on to uh, the season ticket holder money. So yeah, it's it sounds uh, it sounds more and more like you know we're getting closer to that guarantee of the Red Wings getting a top one or two pick, and uh, you know this return to play committee um, they didn't meet just once a week, Matt. Big news. They actually met twice this past week. So, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it sounds like they're going to do maybe some maybe some weird little round robin tournament to start, and then maybe some bye weeks or something for you know the top seeds. Um, I've I've seen some stuff thrown out there. An interesting listen is uh, the Puck Soup podcast that accidentally. Uh, I, I it was so silly. They they accidentally came up with a. Yeah, you get, uh, you know, the, the, for the, the bottom, uh, what, the bottom eight, they have to do a couple weeks playing each other. You get two points for a win. And, <laughs> and then they, they, you know, got through explaining what they were doing. And then, uh, one of the guys was like, wait, you just, you just recreated the regular season. That's all. No, that's not an idea. You don't, you just, you can't just do the regular season again. Right. <laughs> 
Um, Well, I saw, you know, the ideas I liked, um, because all we're trying to do is if we're going to play, let's just, you know, play in the bubble. Um, So it it looks like maybe they're getting to the point where they're, they're further narrowing down the teams. And, you know, like if Toronto ends up being one of the hosts, which looks like a strong likelihood. Um, you know, just so, like little details are coming through, like then Toronto wouldn't be playing in Toronto. So they wouldn't essentially get, you know, home ice, you know, all the way through. Um, and then essentially I, like home ice is going to be such a distant thought though. Right. Cause shouldn't, well, wouldn't they all be in a, I, they're all going to be in a hotel room near the, eh, I mean, if we end up getting like people, you know, six feet apart from each other, eh, you know, I, I still think I, I like that idea. And then. One thing they said they might do is like, um, um, like having the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals will all be in the same bubble as well. Um, so again, just try to limit the the travel as much as possible and have these guys, you know, not not have to move around all over the country. Have them, you know, uh, like each look like each division. Um, they try to divvy it up that way. Yeah. You know, they each play in their own little bubble. So. It looks like they're getting to a point where we, we might see some NHL hockey here before September. So, well, I, we'll point out too here um, the, that they're going to go to number. You know, they were talking number twenty-four. So I, I went right to the standings right now. So that means I will be rooting for the Montreal Canadiens to win it all because they are number twenty-four right now in the standings. And yeah. why would you not root for the absolute worst team out of this twenty-four team bracket? Yeah, didn't they just dump a bunch of players at the deadline, too? Yeah. All right, or you know what? It could be Buffalo, actually, based on points percentage. 71. I don't know. I'm not looking at a points percentage list, so somebody else uh, probably has this memorized or knows it better than me. So it's either uh, New Jersey, Buffalo, or Montreal will will be my champion. Um, All right, Mike, speaking of uh, championing, championing things... It's our weekly opportunity to remind you that Manscaped is our sponsor. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 is here uh, to make sure that your pubes are uh, gently cut and groomed and uh, looking good for yourself, for the lady in your life, for the man in your life, for whomever. For your fans only account? You're for your fans only account. All right, Mike, I have this very nice uh, webcam. I, I keep seeing the videos uh online of um you know everybody's zoom conversations at work and i'm like how come nobody has a nice webcam and then i realized oh only because not that i have an only fans account but it's like only Thank people you? with only fans accounts actually spend money on a nice webcam not like i shouldn't have i know the job the hunt has been going that well but matthew well Ooh. you know i Lost a little bit of weight uh, this year, and uh, I've got some free time every now and then. (laughs) Uh, Um, Roll up into that fetal position. Grab your ankles, Matt. Let's see what's in there. All right. That was was a good time to tell Mom and Dad to stop (laughs) listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so for my... uh, If I had an OnlyFans account, I'd want to make sure that I was properly groomed, and that's where the Lawnmower 3.0 comes in. Uh, the engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Uh, it's the third generation, and, and that just tells you most of the story here, Mike. They've gone through two iterations, and they just keep improving. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to this skin-safe skin, sca- skin safe 
technology. Mike, you got a battery that's going to last you 90 minutes. You could just be grooming all day long. You've got your LED light to shine where the sun don't shine. Uh, that <laughs> uh, The mower's uh, nice and quiet for you. You got the charging dock powered by the USB. Um, I know I know for myself, I, I, it's, it's nice and easy and convenient to just load up right on right in the bathroom you don't want to hide it you've got the beautiful little charger set up it, like it looks nice and clean it, it's a nice it's like a it looks like a piece of art that you're putting up <laughs> letting everybody know that your pubis are nice and trimmed now if you want your pubis nice and trimmed go on over to manscaped.com uh use promo code thpn which uh, of course in uh in line with the hockey podcast network there you're gonna get 20 percent off your lawnmower 3.0 and get free shipping 20% off, free shipping. Go to manscaped.com, use code THPN. Mike, it is now time for us to do, as we continue week to week, our 2001 NHL redraft. We've been going since, yeah. what, 1998? Yeah. Um, and, and in that time, what did we do? That was, uh, so the 1998 draft was right after the Red Wings uh, won the Stanley Cup. The second time in a row. So now we're in the 2001 draft. So this is the draft leading up to the Red Wings winning in 2001 and 2002. Uh, I guess as as storylines go for this draft, uh, there aren't any there, there aren't too many fun ones like uh, the Vancouver Canucks trading up to to make sure they get the Sedin twins. There's no expansion draft, but at least from a Detroit Red Wings perspective, um, there ain't too much to write home about for this draft. Besides the fact that. <laughs> We're going to win the cup going into the season. So do you want a good draft or do you want a Stanley Cup? It'll be a memory for the rest of your life. Um, Stanley Cup, please. <laughs> um, I, you know, yeah, the Red Wings draft was a little <laughs> underwhelming. But, Matt, I, I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, mention that the Red Wings did draft future WWE uh, champion and Hall of Famer Drew McIntyre. Very true. Uh, Yep, with, uh, I think it was like the 100 and who knows pick, uh, but uh, one of the great names, and another one of the great names that uh, a prospect that our, our dad really grew attached to, I think because of the Igor Larionov, uh, was Igor Grigorenko, who we'd always get these stories, um, you know, Grigorenko, he's working on that wrist shot down in Grand Rapids, you know, he's he's working on his playmaking, he's a lot like Larionov, you guys are going to love him, if you love Larionov, you're going to love Grigorenko. He's like a fast Larianov. So he's like Larianov, but fast. And he scores goals. And he'll throw his body out there, play a little D. Never really materialized. But what a name. You know, what a name. What a name for the Red Wings here. It's okay. Uh, like you said, we did win the uh, the Lord Stanley's Cup that season. Um, and, uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> you well, can't be too upset. It wasn't even... Matt, we're not, we're almost, you know, we don't want to necessarily dive into the categories, but I will argue this wasn't even the worst draft across the NHL. Well, I mean, I, I'd i throw in there too is, uh, here's, here's, here's an interesting little tidbit is we also picked up Dmitry Baikov late in the draft. Uh, let me get this number exactly right. Number 258. Uh, he played 71 games for us and he played 71 games for us the very next season. Goes way against like the normal protocol for Detroit Red Wings and their prospects. Um, it was like they were trying to play the game of, of, you know, picking up Pavel and, uh, 
he was uh we drafted him and he was 23 at the time ends his career at uh at 24 he never played another game uh <clears throat> and that just that 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 to me this is uh, even at even at 23 and you get one season in Grand Rapids. Uh, that that felt like they were trying to force like another Pavel Datsuk or Henrik. I mean, they didn't know what Zetterberg was yet, but Datsuk plays his first season, and then they go, they look at the list. They're like, well, who did it, who else did we draft in the two hundreds? Dmitry Bykov's name comes up. Throw him in there. Plays seventy one games. It's quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, what what do we have? Two goals, ten assists, twelve points. Nothing. Yeah. You know, nothing to really. You know, I would love twelve points in the NHL. Uh, but yeah, then, uh, and that was that was the end for Bykov. But um, I, I thought that little tidbit was kind of interesting that he played the very next season, even though he was older. Definitely goes against what we saw for the Red Wings for like the next fifteen years in regards to like prospect development and things like that. Um, but yeah, you you were saying the the probably a worse draft than the Detroit Red Wings. Somebody Bummer. managed to do it, Matt. Yeah. Uh, you want to jump right into the categories? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm really, you know, this was a fun, fun year for this team because, uh, you know, it was the New York Islanders. Uh, far and away, they had uh, was it eight, eight total picks, and they got eight total man games played. Woo! Rough. Uh, they didn't have a cool name like Gregorenko. They did not get Drew McIntyre. Uh, they did not get the nice Red Wing outline you gave us a moment ago. Uh, they also did not have any first or second rounders. Uh, F, if we were to regrade this draft, Matt. F. Um, it looked like their their GM here uh, was basically in full fuck this shit mode uh, because the previous season they they played a lot of young guys. They they got like fifty six points. And it was just a massive overhaul the next year. Uh, that's when they, you know, picked up Osgood. Um, they got my boy Garth Snow. Oh, Garth! Uh, they got Michael Packa. Um, and the big trade, Matt. They went all in. They, they, the previous season, they had the, the six foot nine, uh, you know, monster himself, Zidane Chara, who, you know, is, is, what was it? What was that? heartbreaking moment where it looked like the the mountain versus the viper in game of thrones uh what red wing tried to fight zidane ochara who was it i know brandon smith uh put up his dukes and chara uh, just kind of had like this like hmm, kind of amused like bemused smirk on his face because he could just hold him at arm's length and just bam like one big you know like thanos punch yeah, um, I yeah yeah. Next time, yeah, look that up before you say it, because I know that happened a couple times. Because I, 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 it's honestly, not a rare. Yeah, people have tried to fight him in the past. It's one of it was a YouTube rabbit hole I went down once. People it, let, yeah. uh, look up people trying to fight Zdeno Chara, and he <laughs> just wins every fight. Um, but you know, Zdeno was a Zdeno was a baby at that time, and you know he had a pretty rough outing. Uh, what was he like? I think minus twenty-seven his first year or two with uh, the Islanders. Yeah, he uh, went so two Islanders... straight two straight years, and the Islanders pretty much said fuck this. Yeah, they just said fuck it, and they gave they bundled him with the uh, the number two pick, <sighs> who ended up being uh, pretty good, man. Uh, and then, <laughs> Matt, how come I can't say Jason Spezza? I don't know. You Did said I say it right it? now. Hey, here we go. I don't know why I always want to call him pizza. I don't know. Jason's pizza. 
Spencer, who uh, he, you know, he, he was he still playing this year? I think so. Yeah. Um, and they 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 went all in. So uh, the management went in for Alexi Ashen, who admittedly was pretty good. Um, not quite a point a game guy, but like right on that nose. Um, and you know they decided to go all in, and they actually turned it around and like almost doubled their season points, uh, changing their goalies. They just gave up on DiPietro. He didn't play a single game uh, this season. Um, it was all Ozzy. Um, they had Yashin, uh, Michael Pekka. Uh, and and DiPietro, had, he had all of his, his injury problems from yeah. like day one. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, you can't blame him for that. I'm just... That's what oh. they had to do. It was such a radically different team. Yeah, like, and I think I think that was next. part of the Islanders' decision making. Is there? Yeah, yeah so we're, they have this shithole of a draft. Uh, they they make that trade right uh, and lose. I don't know if you say at the time he was he was a top prospect. I don't. I, I we we have no idea. But trading away Zdeno Chara um, and a you know an amazing first round pick uh, <laughs> end up yeah, going at tough. number two. It, for me, it just feels tough to give up on the number two pick and i feel like the nhl had started to like figure out drafting at this point like as far as the international flavor because like when we started doing this project 98 99 2000 and we're going to get to it in a minute but you'd find these you know dead soup diamond in the rough picks you know these guys who were drafted like 200th who ended up being the best player in the draft and it, it seemed like in this yeah draft we're starting to get pretty close all the best players kind of being in that top 10 top 15 you know yeah the scouting's the coming round. around <laughs> yeah so to give up on number two like that woof, and a prospect a six foot nine monster defenseman hey woof. you you could make the argument based on the rest of their picks right like they're like our scouting department sucks let's just get rid of this pick let's get the best player available let's try and be competitive they, they end up being second place in their division this season second to uh the flyers if i I, that's not that's not me like remembering the standings from <laughs> that long ago. I, I I looked it up, but um, yeah, you you basically uh trade away a second pick to get into second place in your division, and of course, like uh, we know there's no Stanley Cups. We know you know this this is pretty much then the Islanders waiting till the Tavares era. And now it's the Matt Barzell era, so. Yeah, it's just like this. This is one of those decisions that really just sunk the ship. Um, I, I and you know I made the comment. Um, not a lot of storylines coming into this draft, but right on day one on draft day, that that's a storyline that the Islanders are probably still mad at themselves for because you stay kind of competitive, and this this is a great lesson for Detroit Red Wings fans. Um, ever too mad about you know a free agent signing not coming in the last couple years or worried about us tanking this is this is it this is why you don't want to be mediocre uh like look at what happened to the islanders uh for so long uh you you trade trade away your future just for like a couple of competitive seasons or to make sure that your fans are still tuning in uh the next night yep it's just not worth it to me here for sure i mean yeah I would have just kept, you know, you got to keep building with those, you know, top, top yeah. five picks. And the Red Wings have that that terrible draft, but they also have a huge wallet that they're going to prove in the off season. So this is this is before all of the the free agent signings start. Um, <clears throat> and then we already have, you know, an amazing core that every year we were a contender for the Stanley Cup. And of course, 
in this upcoming season, the 0102 season, we just kind of went, yeah, let's not just be like a contender. Let's just buy the Stanley Cup right now. Let's let's get this over with. Um, yeah, just uh, two different ways to kind of think about when you're trading away picks. And I think if you're if you're getting a second pick, that's not when you're trading away your picks. It's when you're picking 30th. <laughs> Uh, one more I wanted to throw out I thought was interesting was a couple of trades with the Detroit Red Wings uh, trading away the 95th pick uh, a year before so that Nashville uh, Nashville actually took it and then they trade that pick to the Flyers. Flyers end up drafting Patrick Sharp who is a thorn in our side for his entire career. I thought very, in- you know, just, just kind of a, an interesting note. Not, not you know, uh, this... This is a movement of some names that uh, we talked about before um, that didn't really pan out too much for the Detroit Red Wings, so the pick that they ended up getting. But, um, yeah, the, the the 95th pick goes to Patrick Sharp. Like, just just interesting to, to know that he, uh, I hated his guts the entire, you know, entire time he was with the Blackhawks. Um, and now to know that, take, taking these deeper dives, that it was our pick that brought him into the league maybe he didn't do enough research and thought that we just traded straight to to philly and then he was like i'm gonna get those red wings and he didn't realize that we had traded the pick to the predators and the predator all right <laughs> never mind um anyway moving on thought i i really well, like that that we we had the pick that had sharp involved but um well um uh, what I mean, else we, we got the loo- I, I gotta say the loser um uh, it's it's hard to argue against the Islanders because you know they they traded in that that yeah it's like the skilled band aid you know for the future we're, we're tied for terrible drafts but then if you go into the next season would you rather have a Stanley Cup or would you or would you rather have right <laughs> would you rather have the second place finish in your division and then turn sandwich for a while um yeah I mean and you know if we're gonna pick a winner of this draft. Uh, it's really hard to not pick Ottawa, um, who, you know, not only did they, eh, I'll, I'll say they got the best player in, uh, Spezza. Um, uh, I mean, their next pick was Tim Gleason, a defenseman who played, you know, 727 games, a uh, couple more guys who played, you know, a couple hundred games, my boy, Ray Emery. Woo. Yeah. Ray. Um, uh, not enough Rays in the world, man. If you have a son, please give him Ray. Uh, um, your niece's middle name is Ray. I don't know if you remember that. No, first name. Uh-huh. R-A-Y. Man. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Christopher Schubert. You just gave that one away. I can't wait to go <laughs> tell Michelle. <laughs> I'm going to get... Oh, I'm your never going to be able to live that down. And it's recorded. Son of a bitch. Yep, you're fucked. <laughs> if you can't tell... I don't know what the lighting's like in here. My face is so red right now. It's like on fire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get through the rest of this draft or any other NHL podcast uh, this is, that I do with you. This is the part of our recording that I'm going to split up into an ad and make sure the whole world <laughs> hears it. God damn it! No! <laughs> well, oh. Little Addie Ray's going to be going through, Oh, you did a podcast, Dad? Yeah, yeah look, check it out. Here's the old ads I made. Son of a bitch. Oh, is that Uncle Mike? Yep. <laughs> Does he mention me at all? Uh, <laughs> He does the opposite. How come he doesn't know my name? I don't know. It's Eddie. I don't. I don't use Ray. God damn it! All right. I'm so um, humiliated right now. 
Well, I'll uh, jump into my winner was the San Jose Sharks. I really, uh, I really Islanders that one. Uh, but <laughs> the San Jose Sharks over Ottawa, who got the best player? Well, I mean, we're talking the scouting department too. Uh, so, I mean, the the Sharks Holy pick shit. up Marcel Gotch, Christian Erhoff, and uh, another thorn in our side, at least during the playoffs, Ryan, Ryan Clo. God, uh, damn it. I hate Ryan Clo. Yeah, I still I, hate him. I I thought this this this. I mean. It doesn't turn out, you know, that all of these guys stick around with the Sharks. And we've talked about this every year. Like, we're talking about the scouting department making these good picks and going late into the draft. And Ryan Clough goes at 175. And he picks up, uh, I mean, 300 points in 500 games. You know, like uh, three-fifths of a point every game. That's that's not that's not bad, especially picking at one seventy five. Uh, I mean, yeah. how many guys do we look at in this draft that never even play a game? Uh, so so hell of a job there. Uh, I, I, that that was my pick earlier. I don't uh, somebody uh somebody New York Islanders uh my notes on that, so I had to go back and take a look. No. <laughs> my... <laughs> um, you know what? I um uh, like Ottawa. I think like made the most for their future with their pick, but like San Jose, one, two, three, they went six for six. Like their guys playing in some capacity in the NHL. So that's, yeah. I think that's a pretty solid, um, I, I think like best scouting department pick. A good, a good transition from this is the award that I like to, uh, to do for these drafts is the good boy award. Because what, what did I just mention with San Jose is that um, some of the guys they draft and in previous years, when you're a scouting department winner, uh, they don't stick around on your team. But I like the good boy award because you get a guy that uh, you draft and he sticks around forever and he's successful. Uh, so the good boy award goes to the Minnesota Wild and uh, drafting Miko Koivu, plays a 1,000 games, ends up with uh, 700 points. His point share for his career is 70.2. is fantastic. Um I think he's, yeah, he ends up being in the top 10 of all draft picks in the draft. Uh, but, you know, you, you can't, it, all these guys get moved so much. It's just, uh, it's it's so eye-opening to me how, how, how many of these guys that end up having good careers are even moved before they even play their first game. Uh, but it is Miko Koivu. I thought, I thought very interesting. Uh, so we're talking the 2001 draft. I'm pretty sure... Off the top of my head after doing this. Actually, you know what? I can click on this tab. But he went so long before actually getting into the NHL. His first season was 2005, 2006. Hmm. And that's a guy you draft. I, I just thought that was so interesting because you draft him at six. So you have to know he's got something. But they, they're essentially drafting a guy for potential at number six. Because they don't they don't play him until 2005. So they said, this is a project. This is a four to five year project. And he's still going to be great. So, you know, interesting. Is it is it the Wild making a mistake? Keeping him out for so long? Or did they just know yes. it was a long term long thing? You know, thing? Uh, nothing like talking out of both sides of your mouth here. Uh, so is so it a bad it, scouting or a bad good boy move is what you're saying? Because, well, I mean, like... They're super patient with with Koivu, right? But they also drafted the Yuri Depita, oldest player in the draft. Uh, 
So his name this year, Matt, uh, for if this is your first uh, 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 redraft with the uh, discussion five here, Yuri DePita was old as F and he was drafted. Uh, <laughs> we had him at, he was age 31 and he was picked. Um, not not that late either. I want to say he was a fourth rounder. Matt, another fourth rounder here, also picked by the Minnesota Wild who took Koivu and let him uh, marinate to, what would you say, 2005? Yeah, 05, 06. And, and then yeah. he's still they 22. Took, uh, Tony Tony Virta. What? The ripe age of oh, Tony. 29. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who played uh, eight games. So it's like, you know, we want to be patient with Koivu, but let's get this 29-year-old man in the fourth round. Well, I do like the Anaheim Ducks uh, at pick 232, take Martin Gerber, uh, who's playing in the Swiss League at 27, and then he, he ends up playing 229 games. So that's that's not bad. You know, taking these old guys, got to throw them right in there, throw them into the fire. 27-year-old Swiss goaltender. Uh, that, well, that's what I of, like about that idea. Like back then when there were so many older guys drafted because they were still pulling from these, you know, it was like, oh, we can, wait, we can draft from the Swiss League? All right, give me, you know, like send somebody over there. I don't care how old they are. They're becoming an NHL star. Uh, beer yeah. League or not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do, you know, the, the last uh, the last episode we did, the 2000 draft, Roman Chechmanic making it into my top 10. Uh because even though he only played a few seasons, they were fantastic seasons, especially compared to now save percentages and things like that of uh, his 920 yeah. for a career. Jesus. Um, all right. Oh, uh, well, I was just going to say we got a couple more categories here before we do the redraft. We have our uh, Datsu Diamond in the Rough winner. So I guess the criteria is, are you pretty good? And were you drafted uh, somewhere in like the 200s? That's That's pretty much what we're going by here. Uh, that's how official that gets. Matt, it's got to be hard to not pick Mike Smith on this one. Um, the dude had, uh, uh, I, you know, his apex season, uh, he had a 93% safe percentage. And I remember he did a spit take when we were going over that in the notes. Uh, crazy good numbers. Uh, I think he had like eight shutouts that year. He had some, uh, some Vesna votes. He had some heart votes. He's an all-star. Uh, but man, he did one of my favorite things as a goaltender. He uh, he actually scored a goal. Woo! So uh, didn't factor into his uh, <laughs> in the long run. Um, you know his uh, uh, his acumen as an NHL player. But I, I always like notating that stuff. Um, and he's still playing, Matt. We're looking at nineteen not, years after this draft. He's still yeah, out. not not up to the. Uh... Not up to the Hart Trophy voting season, but <laughs> yeah, it's not the same season. He's still let's, out there. Let's make sure that that's uh, <laughs> mentioned. Um, but yeah, so uh, bravo to him. Uh, we knock out all the categories here, Matt. Yeah, it, I mean, just compared to the season before, we were talking about nine guys that played uh, eight hundred plus games, and we were kind of like saying, "What a shit draft!" Uh, Eighteen guys playing eight hundred plus games is what you notated at the top. Five played a thousand plus. Um, so that, like this draft, this draft had more uh, depth guys in it. I think as as uh, we keep going along here, and it's not always about finding the elite or the franchise player, uh, but uh, some good some good depth guys coming through uh, with the eighteen playing eight hundred plus games. And again, think about eighteen guys. That's filling up one hockey team. That's not a, that's not a draft. And think. 
you know, some of these guys are drafted on the same team kind of thing is what we talked about uh, with some of the winners. Um, some of the loser teams get absolutely nobody out of this draft. Um, but yeah, you're, you're hoping for one of those 18 guys, right? Um, or along the line. You, you kind of look at what Steve Eiserman's been doing uh, and picking up all these other first-round picks. Um, and what a great strategy we're seeing that is because of how many teams that we we dub as i dub you know the san jose sharks is one of my winners uh for the draft but do they hold on to everybody that i i like in the draft or even previous seasons that we've talked about in the winners no we're talking about a scouting department winning so eiserman's strategy of picking up these other teams first round picks and i'm i can only assume that's going to continue uh this upcoming season and he's just going to keep trying to find find some guys that just haven't uh you know maybe they've zidane ochara so far they they had shit seasons they were on shit teams but if they come around and get enough you know like a, a hit the restart button uh on their career uh maybe they can turn it around and end up playing three decades uh three different decades and becoming one of the most uh popular players uh, on the team like uh still sticking with that Zidane Charo reference um uh, and, you know, uh, stay away from the Ilya Kovalchuks that play forever, but uh, we'll ditch you on a drop of a hat and <laughs> um, end up having one of the worst plus minuses of all time. All right, let's uh, let's do, uh, are, are we doing our redraft now? Did I, did we, uh, we got all of our notes in there. I think we, I think we knocked out all the categories. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Mike, you're the lucky duck today that gets to go, you get to go first. You know, I uh, I did that deep dive on the Islanders, and uh, I think they uh, they really they really screwed the pooch on this one because uh, not only did they give up the number two pick, Matt, they gave up the number one pick in our redraft, Jason Spezza. Woo! Uh, you're you're getting a guy who uh, uh, you know more points, better plus minus uh, than anybody else in the field. Um, you know, from this draft. Uh, you know, all-star, he gets the Lady Bing votes. But one thing, one caveat we always like to mention when you get Lady Bing votes, uh, because of when we're doing this, you know, these 2000 to, like, 2010 redrafts here. Yeah. Just don't even bother trying to win it, because this is, like, the overlap when you have Datsuk. So don't bother. You're not going to win. Uh, you'll get a few votes, and that's that's that should be good enough for you. But, I mean, longevity, he basically only played for Ottawa till what, 2004? 14, 15, uh, just solid dude. Um, I mean, he had, what was his, his apex here? It was 92 points. Um, you get a long career. You get a guy who's, you know, basically still playing um, here at 36 years of age. Basically is the key word there. Because he's out there. He's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, his last couple of years have not been uh, super overwhelming. You'll just be properly whelmed. Uh, but, um, you know. He's a leader, uh, you know, and I think, you know, now he's playing on Dallas, man. On, uh, is he on their third line now? Is he, is he scratching by on the fourth? Oh, no, he's on Toronto. Yeah, he's on Toronto. Uh, yeah, because he's been a part of those storylines of Mike Babcock, like keeping him out of, like, Ottawa Senators games and things like that. Um, like him, him going back to Ottawa kind of thing, like, Going back to debt, like he was just Babcock was beat a dick. That's where some of that stuff came into Ooh. play. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know if we, want, we don't want to talk there. about that. Yeah, let's um, not, uh, dive into that. Matt, but, you yeah. got uh, the number two pick here. So who would Ottawa have been stuck with if the best player was gone? <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so, I mean, Ottawa's picking up a center. Um, and I, I've been, I've been pretty high. Uh, and, and you get a, you get a career superstar out of this. And I think at the time, Ottawa, um, I, I I'm going to stick with the position probably for dumb reasons. Uh, you know, you look at the thrashers would, would take Spezza cause they were just taking whoever was the top guy in the draft, uh, rated, uh, but now that we know Kovalchuk just, he's not really like a problem guy, uh, especially as I get older. I think um, when, you, when you're when you a super fan, um, you get kind of mad at, um, you kind of get mad at these players that make these decisions about themselves. Uh, and then the older you get, the more you realize like, fuck, I would have done that. I don't, I don't give, <laughs> I don't give a shit about this city that drafted me and owns me. Um <laughs> So in that sense, uh, I, I might it might sound like I'm taking Ilya Kovalchuk. I'm just saying, I guess for the third pick, you have a nice easy one because uh, you can have Ilya. But I, I'm going to take uh, Miko Koivu. So oh. in that, I'm I'm saying I don't hate Ilya Kovalchuk, but I do like the idea now that you get a career guy, you get the guy who wins the Good Boy Award, um, and maybe there's an opportunity here for Ottawa to play uh, Koivu a little bit earlier. So he's going he's going my number two. Wow. You mother trucker. I was I was all geared up, man. So I, uh So now you get so the worst pick one of the worst picks in the draft is you get a third pick from Tampa Bay who just completely bones this one. Um, yeah, they, super they huge bust. The bed. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna help him out here, man. I'm gonna help him out so much that I'm gonna borrow the lovely scouting department of the Buffalo Sabres, and we're taking Jason Pominville. Cold truck, just keep on dropping, baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Little Limp Biscuit reference. Um, but my man Pominville, man, he is—he's part of one of my favorite trends here. Another guy where got Lady Bing votes, but you're not gonna win. Just get those votes. You're not gonna win. Um. You know, eh, solid guy scored. Uh, you know, on average, about sixty points a season. Um, he's playing on playing on the wing. Uh, you know, and again, it's it's just another little jab there at Kovalchuk, who we know does not play any defense. So just keep on dropping, baby. Woo, man, <laughs> you're up. All right. So I th- I feel like right the easy thing to do here is to to pick up Kovalchuk and. Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna break the seal? I feel like it just it just makes sense like at this point. Uh, so we're talking Florida Panthers. They end up taking our, our best buddy Stephen Weiss. Uh, absolutely right. <laughs> Future Detroit Red Wing uh, didn't quite pan out as a fourth pick coming out of the draft. Um, I just what's so funny is is how much of this like we're putting it together, and I I'm just barely listening to your point because I'm trying to figure out is there a better option for for the Florida Panthers, and it's it's like the draft like instead of instead of like ten minutes to pick I have like thirty seconds to figure out what I'm gonna do, uh but yeah I I mean you look at some of the different options and even even from a goaltender perspective you're not really changing uh the outcome for a team yeah. completely uh with with some of these career numbers maybe if you start somebody a little bit earlier um but yeah the the easy pick here for florida is just to let's pick up kovalchuk he's he's not making it into this picture behind me he's uh he's now shipping himself off down to florida there you go um 
Matt, he uh, he can ruin Florida for a while. They they deserve he, that after tricking still, us into Stephen Weiss's inflated value. He still walks away. Yeah, maybe we end up with Kovalchuk. Yeah, uh, he still right. he Good. still walks away with uh, the second best uh, point share. Um, so I, I I still think that's enough to to write home about. Like he probably we probably should have just taken him second because um, it's Kovalchuk. But <laughs> but I, I'm okay with what happened. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on. We'll do the Ducks here. Uh, they uh, they also needed to uh, kind of redo their 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 choice in left wings. And I'm going to help them out here, man, with another uh, former thorn in the Red Wings side. Give me Patrick Sharp. Hi. Hi. Nice. I like it. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to throw up because that guy was definitely a wing killer for a, a little while there. And Woo. the Ducks, you know, the Ducks and the Red Wings had an okay rivalry. Um, when you talk about, like, the... Uh, so it would be kind of a smooth transition for him to go from Chicago to... Yeah. Right. Like the, the Pronger-Niedermeyer years where, you know, I hated that. I hated playing the Ducks. But then we always still kind of came out on top, so I was I was okay with it. I think maybe I just hated the idea that we would come into another round of the playoffs with the Ducks and I'd have to look at Niedermeyer and Pronger's faces. Um, and, <laughs> well, so, you know, everybody would tout them. as like, well, look at those superstars over there. And, you know, and you know what? Then we had to stay up till 10 o'clock to watch those goddamn games. That was, um, anyway, where was I? All right. So I've got, uh, the poor Minnesota wild lose out on, uh, on Koivu here. So I think the nicest thing to do for them is, is to probably just head right back to, who who's gonna have who's gonna have a great career? Um, I don't know if I need to stick with the the center, but uh, I'm going to, and uh, I'm I'm gonna make it easy for you, Mike, so you don't have to say his name later. But uh, I'm gonna go uh, Uusi Jokinen. Uh, and oh, just thank God. Yeah, I wanted to call him Juicy so bad. You have no idea. It's uh, it's actually Jesse. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll take Jokinen here. Um, what's that? I'm reading Juicy. I don't know what you're looking at. Go ahead. So uh, I, I'm taking Jokin in here. Uh, you know, Minnesota gets that crystal ball. Uh, they still get their center uh, to fit in here. And um, again, the the good boy award goes away. So maybe maybe Jokin in uh, instead of what his career track ended up being. Maybe he becomes the the new good boy. Uh, but uh, yep, now he's in Minnesota Wild. So we'll see how that we'll see how that works out. All right. Um, what uh, team coming up next here? I got Montreal and. As we've been doing these, it feels like their scouting department has usually been you know, like in the top five, uh, where they're they're picking a pretty good batch. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even call their their current pick a misfire, but um, they didn't really get the best defenseman, um, and that's what they're going to do here. They're going to get Dan uh, Dan Hamuse, uh, a dude who uh, you know, let's say 11, 12, 2011, 12, 13. pretty solid uh, three years there together, Matt. Where uh, he's He's getting to be an all-star. He's getting Norris votes. Um, he also did one of my favorite things, Matt, in 2015-16, uh, getting those Lady Bang votes. Yeah, noise. Bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> um, yeah, solid dude. Uh, still, still playing. Uh, so you know, he started in Nashville. Uh, you know, played a bit in Vancouver. Went to Dallas, and now he's back home. He's back home in Nashville. Um, uh, you know. He hasn't scored in two years, uh, but, you know, he's a great guy to have in the locker room at this point, man. Um, 
And I, I think that Montreal would be happy to have those uh, three years back to back to back of basically a, a you know top top sixteen defenseman in the NHL. So give me Dan. Well, I've got the easy one here because the Columbus Blue Jackets were thinking goaltender, and you know these goaltenders are never like projected to be you know, the number one pick, uh, or at least right. nowadays, right? I guess we had Carey Price, uh, but uh, nowadays you're not going to put a goaltender at the top. It just seems so wishy-washy and, you know, uh, St. Louis Blues luck out and throw in a guy who's been a career AHLer and then, uh, you know, then they win the Stanley Cup. But anyway, uh, we have the crystal ball, so we can at least find a guy that's going to be better than 173 career games, a guy that gets traded away that I actually remember Pascal LeClaire, who was taken at number eight. I, I thought of him as an Ottawa Senator first, and uh, that's that's where he did get moved to. But let, let's make this nice and easy for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they're going to get Mike Smith, who, again, is going to have those career years, uh, the 2011-2012 year where he's getting, like, heart trophy votes uh, for a goaltender. It's amazing. But the Columbus Blue Jackets at number eight get to take future Hart Trophy candidate, Mike Smith. And hopefully with the crystal ball, and they know he's going to be doing better, uh, he gets his career started a little bit earlier than uh, than actually what did happen. Well, uh, it gives uh, number nine for me, and it's uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And it's uh, one of my favorite things here. It's uh, when you play in the Midwest is getting a player from the Midwest. And uh, that's what I'm going to redo. I'm going to redo this pick for the Blackhawks, who did not take a terrible player in Route 2, man. Nope. Um, he's pretty solid, dude. But I think we can give him a slight upgrade, and we'll give him a guy from the Midwest. Give me Mike Camilleri, uh, dude from Michigan. Nice pick. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, not, not too crazy a season. Uh, he, did have, he did have 82 points once. Uh, it was for Calgary. Uh, but this dude, he, uh, he he definitely floated around a lot more. Uh, he would not get that good boy award. Um, he was bouncing all over the league. Um, but, you know, maybe that means he's just adaptable. He, he was productive uh, basically everywhere he played. Uh, solid career. And, you know, he played all the way up till he was 35. So I don't, I don't think you can be too upset about that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think Mike Camilleri there is a fantastic pick because he's, I mean, you talk uh, almost two-thirds of a point per game for his career. The, the more that we do this, the more we see how tough it is to get to hit a point per game. Uh, nobody on this list uh, ha- can, can actually say that they reached that. Uh, nobody in this draft, I mean. So it's just, yeah, like, and, and you have, he, he's got a couple years in there where, um you know, the rules kind of work against uh, forwards. So I just, yeah, uh, uh, 100%. I, I love this pick um, uh, of Camilleri. And it makes so much sense, like the scouting department of Chicago getting to see Camilleri firsthand, uh, considering he's playing just on the other side of uh, Lake Michigan there. But uh, number 10, I get another easy one, because, uh, again, we make that argument the Rangers are actually looking for a goaltender. Little did they know their franchise goaltender was drafted the year before. Um, but... Uh, that 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 still hasn't been worked out all the way, right? So um, I guess we're not we're saying as as the years go, we're not saying that our draft from two thousand actually counts for two thousand one. Uh, but I, I do still like the idea that the Rangers are are trying. So maybe maybe they don't even pick up Lundqvist because Mike, they're actually going to go. 
I mean, this isn't this isn't an amazing pick, but I, I took Mike Smith first because he does have that awesome year for Columbus. But if you take a look at the career numbers, when it, we're talking about like save percentage, uh, it actually is Craig Anderson that that has uh, the better season. He's still just like Mike Smith, still playing today. So this is a guy. This is your career goaltender. This is a a guy you can uh, now. Craig Anderson hasn't always been, um, you know. Uh, Top goaltender on every team he's played for. He's 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 had some struggles, but uh, I think if you're talking about a guy that you draft in 2001 and you get to look at your roster and possibly say, "Oh, good, he's still he's still between the pipes," um, yeah, and then I, I think he ends up with the best point share. Uh, and again, those are inflated for goaltenders, but uh, an extra 120 points uh, as you go through uh his 648 games played i i think you take that i think if you're playing like the analytics game and you say every time you know i'm gonna play craig anderson over these uh almost 20 years he's still got you know some development that his season's gonna start so what are we, what are we talking like uh around 15 years of play he's gonna play half those games inside there and there's 120 points i get to add to my team's um standing uh so yeah uh the i think the new york rangers would definitely take that i I think when we talked last week about henrik lundqvist um they obviously prefer that they won't have him yet uh he's not playing yet so just to kind of keep along with uh what the situation was at the time and uh, we're not playing uh you know crystal ball rolling over year to year so the rangers are going to take craig anderson and uh wrap up uh wrap up the top 10 here for our draft picks yeah, I'll say uh, the last thing we want to do, Matt, is uh, what would the Red Wings have redone? Would they have still taken uh, Igor Gregorinko? Because I uh, I think that what we should have done is pick arguably the best name in this whole draft, and that's Marek Zidlicki. And uh, his apex, it, it totally like overlapped with when you know the Red Wings are still trying to win Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, he came out of the gate hot. Um when he finally got the call up uh, for Nashville, uh, you know, getting like 50 points a season, he was getting Norris votes, uh, made the all-star game. Uh, but I mean, he was solid, uh, you know, in that like, oh, eight year when we were good, 2012, uh, would have been, uh, would have been kind of fun. I know he had a cup of coffee with us, uh, you know, at the end of his career there. Um, but I loved saying Zidlicky. Uh Was that Jim Houston who said it like that? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, I just, I mean, if we're playing crystal ball, there's no way that Zid Licky's making it to our 62nd pick. So, uh, so that, that would be tough to see him drop that far. But, uh, yeah, if we, if he's available at 62, let's take him. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, another it, vote for Zid Licky. All hell right, yeah. we're ready to ride off into the sunset. We definitely are. Uh, everybody, uh, keep, uh, keep listening so you can hear about our, uh, our cool hockey giveaway, um, things are looking good we're, we're talking about um uh so, some discounts so so just hang around hear about our our cool hockey contest uh and how you could be winning some uh some gift cards and cash for uh coolhockey.com and uh yeah thanks for tuning in everybody and we'll be uh, we'll be hitting you up with the uh, 2002 draft after the red wings win the stanley cup uh let me uh <laughs> let me line this up here this is so funny i'm trying to like close out the show while, while i'm talking uh, thanks for tuning in. Find us uh, at 
brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. You can actually just follow us there. We keep updating the episodes. We've got our YouTube page we hope you're subscribing to. And uh, everywhere you can find podcasts, uh, that is where the Discussion 5 and the Brothers of Discussion can be found. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. All right, everybody, have a good one. Bye. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody hi everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the discussion five can't thank you enough but to try to give back we're here to tell you about another cool hockey contest that the hockey podcast network and the discussion five are very proud to tell you about If you are interested in walking away with a $175 cool hockey gift card, you've got to listen up. Because if you buy a jersey from coolhockey.com before June 1st, so from the moment you hear this till June 1st, you will be entered to win a $175 cool hockey gift card. Now, once you make that purchase, your name is automatically entered, and it has to be a jersey purchase to be entered All you have to do is go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. And you know what? Mother's Day's coming up. So you go ahead and get your mom that hockey jersey that she's always wanted. And now you're entered for the Cool Hockey Gift Card Contest. Now, a couple little snippets here. If we get 10 jerseys sold by May 15th, this sucker's going to turn into a $200 gift card. That's right. So you want to share with your friends and your buddies what's going on here. Now, make sure you also use the promo code THPN to get 30% off the hockey jersey that you're purchasing. So just to run this down one more time, we've got coolhockey.com slash THPN is the location you want to go to to run this contest uh, and buy your next hockey jersey. Get your mom a hockey jersey for Mother's Day, and then you'll be entered to win a $175 cool hockey gift card to give to your dad for Father's Day.